Hello and welcome to the Accelerate Your Legacy podcast, where we talk all things money and money mindset. My name is Laura Sexton. I am a trusted financial coach and money mindset specialist. My goal with this podcast is to encourage and inspire you as you set out on a financial journey that eliminates stress and amplifies freedom. Today is the day you stop paying for your past and start saving for your future. If you're looking for more peace in your finances and margin in your budget, you've come to the right place. Hello, Accelerators, and welcome back to the podcast today. I want to wish you all a very happy Mother's Day. If you are a mother, thank you for everything you do. And if you are not, you probably have a mother. And if you haven't called her already, now would be a really good time to do that. Today, we're going to be talking about the basics of beginning a budget. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. And when I say one of my favorite, I'm really serious about that. I know there are some financial educators and even some financial coaches who don't like the term budget. Maybe you're in that group as well. Maybe the idea of a budget really kind of leaves you with that icky feeling. I'm going to explain to you a different way of thinking about a budget. A lot of people think of a budget as backwards. That's not budgeting. That's tracking your spending. A budget is telling your money where to go before it even comes into your hands. We are going to be forward focused with our money. What we're talking about today is a plan to spend your money. That's right. Once you commit to this budget, you have full freedom to spend your money on the things that you have already decided you want to spend your money on. That's pretty cool if you ask me. I'm one of these people that needs permission to spend my money. Why? Because I used to be so afraid of spending my money. I used to feel like if if I spend my money on anything, then I'm not going to have money to eat. But that's because I had my priorities wrong. You see, I was afraid I wouldn't have money for food. Because my priorities were wrong, I was paying my credit card balances first and then eating later. Now I know if I put things in the right order, make sure my priorities are taken care of, I have freedom to spend my money on other things. If you have never made a budget before, I have a couple really great tools that I think will help you. One of these is the Better Budget Bootcamp. It is a $27 course. It's 15 minutes a day for five days and you will have a budget based on what you value. What does that mean based on what you value? Look, If you sit down with your numbers, what you value needs to be on the page. If I were to sit down with your numbers, we would have totally different budgets. Let's think about this. If I was making your budget, I would make it based on what I value and what I think is important. But I want you to make sure that you are creating a spending plan that takes into account the things that you find important. Maybe you are a huge baseball fan. Your family is obsessed. And every year you buy season tickets. I wouldn't put season tickets on my spending plan. That's why you have to make sure that you know your numbers and in your budget, it's there. All right, guys, I also have the beginner budget bundle. You can add this on after you buy the Better Budget Bootcamp. This gives you a 3,000 foot view of your money. It adds in things like important dates where you can take a look at a piece of paper and it's going to tell you, okay, here are all all of these important things. What do I have in April? Oh, I forgot I have somebody's birthday in April. What do I have in November? Thanksgiving. What's that? December? Christmas? (gasps) What? 
know Christmas is in December this year? Yeah, guys, that's right. They haven't moved yet. It's been December 25th every year. Christmas is coming. And I want you to be putting Christmas money in your budget right now, even though, yes, it's May. Why are we putting Christmas money in our May budget? Because we want to make Christmas absolutely magical. And I don't want you to get to December and go, okay, where am I going to find all the money for Christmas? I want to make sure that you have the things you need. Let's lay it all out, including when your payments come out of which paycheck. If you get paid on the 1st and the 15th of the month, you may find out the beginning of the month is really heavy in bills. And so you're having a hard time eating. But then when you get money on the 15th, you have all this money because you paid all your bills in the last paycheck. And now you have all this money, you splurge and you spend it. There's a better way to do things. Use this beginner budget bundle. And then you can see when things are coming out of each paycheck. You can prioritize those important dates and hopefully it'll help you to spend your money wisely. Okay, so let's get into this. First things first, your income. Your income is your greatest wealth building tool. Your income comes from all earners in the family that may be husband and wife, that may also be child support from a previous marriage, that may be social security income, income properties, dividends, whatever it is that you have coming in that is your true income. And that all goes to the very top of your page or website, depending on where you do your budget. Also, just so you guys know, we're doing a zero-based budget, and that means your income minus all of your expenses should equal zero dollars. But that doesn't mean you need to have zero dollars in your bank account. What that means is that all of your money should be spent on paper, on purpose, before it comes into your account. It's always a good habit to have a buffer in your bank account somewhere between $50 and $500. That will depend on your security level. I started off with about a $500 buffer because I was really afraid of overspending. And now that I have a real handle on my money, I'm a better money manager. I'm better at spending. I'm better at managing myself and managing my own expectations. So I was able to bring that down. Now it's around $100 because if something crazy happens, I have a buffer there. I haven't ever had anything crazy happen. I've never gone over budget that far. I've never had this problem, but I know people that have, and I've worked with plenty of people that have. So having this is incredibly important. Now your spending plan is based on what you value. If you are an evangelical Christian, tithing is at the very top. I highly recommend that you put giving at the top of your budget, whether you're tithing or not. A generous person is going to have a better quality of life. People want to be around generous people. That doesn't necessarily have to be giving money. It could be giving of your time. It could be giving a smile. You could be helping somebody put their shopping cart back. Whatever it is, the generosity piece goes a really long way. So putting generosity at the top of your budget is ideal. After that, we're going to talk about necessities, things that are absolutely essential. I'm talking about food, utilities, housing, transportation. Now your food is groceries. That is not restaurants. It is the sustenance you need to survive. Then we're going to do electricity and water. We're going to make sure that you are warm. Your food is cooked. We're going to make sure you have water so you can take a shower and get to work. I'm sure that your coworkers will appreciate that. 
After that, you're going to pay your housing. This would be your mortgage or your rent. The reason that utilities come before housing is because it takes longer to foreclose on a house than it does to shut off utilities. I'm just trying to be completely practical here. The next thing is your transportation costs. This could be gasoline, car registration, that type of thing. Your car payment will go here. Although we are also going to put that in the debt snowball later and make sure that we are paying that off as quickly as possible because your car payment is stealing from your future. We certainly don't want that. Following necessities, right? After that is going to be those things that are non-negotiable. For us, at the very top of our list, that is our school tuition. This is a necessity. My kids have to go to a private school because... Otherwise, I would be homeschooling, and I love my kids too much for that. So we want to make sure that we have our essentials and then our non-negotiables. And then after that, guys, we are going to be paying off our debt. That is the debt snowball. That comes third on the list. We want to be putting as much money as possible onto our debt to make sure that that is completely paid off so that your debt is no longer stealing from your future. One of the things I really love about the debt snowball is, hey, guys, that's what I use to get out of debt. And most of my clients use it as well. This is where you start with your smallest balance and you allow it to gain momentum until you're paying off all of your debts quicker and quicker and quicker. You put minimum payments on everything except for that thing with the smallest balance. And then you start tackling it with a vengeance. Okay. And then after you get the debt paid off on the lowest one, then you're going to pay the next lowest one and the next lowest one. And eventually that minimum is going on and on and on and on and on, rolling downhill, building up momentum, building up steam. The reason I like this is because your brain reacts to winning. Your brain wants to win and it feels good to get things paid off. And the better you feel about it, the better you're going to do about it. The only time we change this order is if the IRS is after you. They always come first because they can garnish your wages. They can put a lien on your house. They can do a lot of really nasty things. We want to make sure that we get the IRS off your back as quickly as possible. If you have owed the IRS more than once in the last five years, it's time to talk with a tax professional to make sure that doesn't happen again. After our debt payoff, we are going to put things in the category of nice to have. This is something that would be, as the name suggests, nice to have, but it's not essential and it's not a non-negotiable. One thing for our families is we had a cleaning service for a while. We had this wonderful lady come to our house and she cleaned and she did a fabulous job. And it was comforting to us to know that she she was covering it. It was getting done. It was getting done well. I wasn't having to take the time away from my kids or away from my coaching business. But Currently, we have decided that that nice to have is not something that we're going to be spending our money on because we do have a big money goal that we are really pushing forward. Because of that, we have decided to cancel the cleaning service for the time being. But when we reach that money goal, you better believe that I will be calling that cleaning service and getting it back in my house. So we have our necessities. We have our non-negotiables. We have our debt paid off. We have our nice to have. So what comes after that? Those are the things that are negotiable, right? When we put those things in there, 
we have our nice to haves and then we have things after that. If things are coming in after that, do you really need them? Is it time to reassess those things? We want to make sure that your goals are prioritized. We want to make sure that you are prioritized. I want to make sure that you are getting the most out of what you want in life. We have our essentials or necessities, right? Our non-negotiables, our debts paid off. We have our nice-to-haves. And then everything underneath that is going to be kind of comforts, kind of enjoyment things, things that you can have or you could not have. And it just kind of the things that we let creep into our lives, right? We want to make sure that we minimize those as much as possible because any money that we are putting towards those things is not going towards what we want the most. And I don't want what you want most to be given up for what you want right now. But what happens at the end of the month when we have prioritized our spending, we've decided what we want to do with our money, and then at the end of the month, we have extra money. What do we do with that? Well, let's take a look. Let's say you've gotten to the end of your budget. You have put money towards your necessities, your non-negotiables, your debt is already paid off. You have all of your nice-to-haves and you're down to the end of your budget and there's an extra $200 there. What do you do with that? Well, that money needs to go towards your next goal. What is the next thing that you have Is it paying off debt? Then throw that extra towards that lowest balance, right? If you have another goal, that money could go into that budget. However, if you have a category that you have some extra money in, what do we want to move that money over into? If you have extra money in your grocery budget, maybe that can go over to the next pay period where you can roll that over. Or kids' clothing, maybe you didn't buy anything this time, but you know next month you're probably going to need a little extra, so you roll that over into the next category. My gift-giving category, I tend to roll that over to the next pay period, so then I just have extra money for gifts. But if it's something like my miscellaneous category has extra money, or my going out to eat has extra money, that's all going to go straight towards my next goal. The whole point in making a budget is to make sure that your money behaves. The more money you put towards the things you want, the less money you have to put towards your actual goal. So remember that you have to prioritize. You have to decide what you want. What do you want most? If you were out there and you were listening to my voice right now and you're thinking, I have no idea what I want most, we need to have a talk. You and me, let's sit down and chat about what your next goal should be and let's give you some clarity around what your next financial goals are. I will help you reach them and I will help you reach them faster than you think is possible. All you have to do is click on over to my website and I have a work with me button. You can click that and we can set up a time to talk and that will take you directly to my calendar. I hope you appreciate these budget basics. You can reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions. I am at Accelerate Your Legacy. I also have my email address open. That is laura at accelerateyourlegacy.com. You can click on over to my website and find the resources page there as well. All right, guys, we will talk to you again next week. Go out and make a difference. Thank you for spending some of your most precious resource, your time, working on yourself today. But don't just listen to the show. Implement something you heard. If you found a piece of today's show valuable, chances are you have a friend who will too. So please share this with them. And if you feel led, please rate and review the podcast to help spread the word. Remember, the legacy you leave is not just dollars and cents in a bank account. 
but the tools, habits, mindset, and reputation you leave behind. If you have questions or need encouragement, send me a DM on Instagram at Accelerate Your Legacy or check out the resources listed in the show notes. I'll be back next week. Bye for now.